Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Thanks to all our subscribers. I think we're now over 150 subscribers, which is crazy. That means there's people who actually wake up and want to listen to us. It's kind of humbling, pretty awesome. Um, today, we're going to talk about growth. What does it mean to grow? Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. You know, I've, I've endeavored to study grace a lot simply because I believe it's some of the key words that you hear when you read scriptures again, like grace and mercy and love and redemption and justification and these words, people get lost in the language sometimes. And so these very popular verses become almost like meaningless for people because there's no understanding of what the words mean. So to understand what grace actually is dictates a lot of what you believe about God and about your walk with God. If grace to you is a license to sin, as they say, Hey, grace is the fact that God's already forgiven me for all my sins of the future, so I can kind of do whatever I want because I got pre-forgiveness. It's a get out of jail, get out of hell free card. That's not what grace is. Grace is God's equipping. My definition for grace would be God's equipping to do what he's called you to do. Grace is God's power within me, enabling me to live the way he wants me to. The Apostle Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, I, you know, I once was a blasphemer, but it's by the grace of God. It's the equipping of God. It's the, it's the I see it as like the force within me. You know, we, uh, I, I've been enjoying these Marvel movies recently, and, and I like the, the kind of like character development movies, the origin stories, right, of, of, of Spider-Man, and he gets bitten by the spider. And, he, you know, you like that because it makes you feel like, man, any regular person could be this. I don't like the Thor original story because he's just Thor, right? He's from another galaxy. But then you've got people like uh, Doctor Strange and you've got uh, the Hulk and, you know, freak accident happens and all of a sudden this is this is their reality. But the grace of God is like the 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 serum that goes on the inside of you that enables you to live the life he's called you to do. If he said, be holy as I am holy, it's impossible for an a non-Christian to live a holy life. It's impossible. It's not possible. You have to do it by the power of God. And so grace is the equipping that God gives us to live the way he's called us to do. But there's a scripture here, which is pretty awesome, and I, which I ran across, which really stood out to me a while back. But Second um, Peter chapter 3, 17 and 18, it says, you already know these things, dear friends. So be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. You know, it's interesting. There's a lot of doctrines out there. People believe of predestination and and predestination is a thing, but it's not what they explain. Uh, It's not what they they say, like, you know, no one chooses to be a Christian. God chooses. Right. He has people that he chose to be a Christian and people he didn't. And in the end, it all works out as he planned. And it's completely unbiblical because how would we be able to say then he says here, you could be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Oh, they say once you're saved, you're always saved, you know. And some of the stuff is not, is very unbiblical, you know. God never forced anyone to serve him. It's free will. He's he's uh, Jesus died for the sins of all mankind and it's us up to us to go preach the gospel so more more people can be in heaven. The only predestination or the only election of God is that God knows because he's outside of time, he knows the end from the beginning. So ultimately when we look back when all the dust is settled and everyone swept into the kingdom of heaven, he'll look back and say, I knew from the beginning that these were going to be the ones. It's the foreknowledge of God, right? That's the only thing. It's not saying he's the one saying yes to this one and no to this one, right? 
But anyway, he says, verse 18, Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him both now and forever. What does that mean to grow in grace? So if grace is God's equipping on the inside of us, how do we grow in grace? You know, the Bible is very clear. It says that we, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. How does faith come? The number one responsibility we have as Christians in our relationship with the Lord is to keep a pure heart and to hide the word of God in our heart. It's our responsibility to put the word of God inside of us. Just in the same way, if I'm married, if I've got kids and a family, as a husband, it's my responsibility to work for the family. There's a work that goes into your relationship with the Lord. There's a hiding the word in your heart. And I believe that's why you guys, that's why you guys listen to these podcasts. I'm not getting on here and talking about nonsense. And, you know, you guys are waking up in the morning and, and putting the word of God in your heart and reinforcing your faith. And, you're, and you feed it. And it's an ongoing thing. You know, the truth is you'll never get to the point where you don't feed your faith on the same things, on the, the power of the gospel, on the, the healing that was purchased for us, on the fact that we're not meant to be poor, but God has paved the way for us to walk in blessing, to live in abundance. You'll always do that. So a, de- a decisive dedication to say, you know, uh, God said to Joshua, he said, you know, the only way to have success is to meditate in the word day and night. He didn't say for the next 10 years. He didn't say do this Bible reading plan for six months or this year, and then you'll be done with it. We'll never get to, to the place where we don't need to hide the word of God in our heart. So the number one way we grow in grace is by the word. Why is that? Because that's where faith comes from. If you want to inherit the promises of God, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you want to make the, the devil's job harder in your life? Do you want to give him less footing? Read the Bible more. It's so simple to me. I was saying to my, my wife this morning, I said, it's crazy to me that there are Christians who don't read their Bibles. But there was a time when I didn't. The devil tries to fool you. But there, I promise you, there will be a time if you commit to reading the word, there'll be a time where you look back and you're like, how is there even a single Christian on the planet that doesn't read their Bible every day? It's like it becomes so concreted that I am only living. The only hope that I have are found in these scriptures. Like that's, that's it, you know? And so we grow in grace by the word of God. Why else is the word our number one way we grow in grace? Well, it's because every grace is actually found in the word of God. So there's, there's grace attached to every scripture. Let me give you an example. You want to walk in health. Where, where's your basis for faith? Where's the basis? The, 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 strength, the strength and the power of the gospel is in the scriptures. It's in the message. It's, it's, we know that Jesus wants to heal us because he says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. What other, what other ground do we have to stand on? Oh, I get this impression. No, I mean, it's the word of God. So there's actually grace. When I preach, I tell people, grab the grace that's on every word that I speak. The Lord will speak. Like this month, he said, in the month of May, the devil will repay everything he's stolen. This is going to be a month of getting back from the devil what was stolen. And so I keep saying that because there's grace on that word. So every day when I pray, I speak that word. There's the, in May, the devil will repay. And so growing in grace is this process whereby, number one, we keep ourselves in the word of God. I'm not going to spend too much time on that note, but the word of God is our number one way. And so it's faith. Number two is it's patience, man, patience. You know, uh, people don't want to wait for things, especially now people want to get born again. 
and people want to be a full-grown, mature Christian two weeks later. You know, it's only in Christianity that someone can be born again for six months and they've already calling someone's son in the faith. And, and you should call me father in the faith because I help. Man, y'all, people just need to relax. Like, there's a process to maturing that actually um, takes a while. There's things you can do to expedite it. If, you, if you're, there are people who've been born again for 15 years and are still spiritual babies because they thought you, you like, like you grow up naturally. Hey, if someone's born and 15 years later, they're going to age. There isn't growth in the things of God is, is deliberate. It's on purpose. And so for you, when you wake up and you put the word of God in your heart, and then when we talked about last time, like growing in love, like you, the way we grow in love is, is our love walk gets tested. That produces maturity of character where you know, you know what? Six months ago, if someone had come to me and said that thing, I would have got offended. But I know better now. I've been listening to these podcasts. I've been reading the word of God. I've been spending time with the Lord. I'm growing up. But it's a process. The Bible says that we're to grow in grace. And it's a process that God has that's not an overnight thing. We're not coming for an injection into manhood, right, or womanhood. It's we're not coming to, we don't get born again. And, you know, the anointing is so amazing because it really aligns your heart. It aligns your heart with the kingdom of God. The truth is, like, the, the, the devil's whole game is to get the things of the world to take, your, to take first place in your life. Like, that's his thing. Most of you listening to this, waking up in the morning, listening to a podcast, and not like a lukewarm you know, just go live your best life now, like full on, like live for Jesus, make up your mind, either serve, either serve God wholeheartedly or don't like doing this. Most likely he's not going to get you to go smoke weed by the end of the day, most likely, or go find a prostitute, right? That's most likely not going to be what the devil's going to do. But what he will do is make the cares of the world. If you look at um, Mark chapter four, where it's the parable of the, the, the sower, that's such an important one. But if we look at that, it's the cares of the world. It's the, you know, deceitful richness of riches. Sometimes you can look and, you know, going and being successful is important, but it's not the most important thing. Jeremiah nine, man, a scripture that I, I love, Jeremiah nine twenty three and 24, it says, let uh, let him who's wise not boast in his wisdom. Let him who's rich not boast in his riches. Let him who's uh, mighty not boast in his might. But let, if any man is to glory, let him glory in that he understands and knows the Lord. Knowing Jesus Christ is the most blessed and most important thing on this planet. But choosing to submit yourself to the process. And so my encouragement for you today, in your patience, in your growth, be willing to submit to the process and focus on your relationship with the Lord. Most important, uh, James chapter 1, verse 3 says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. For many people, they know the word, but they haven't allowed patience. They haven't allowed the work of God. You know, sometimes it goes slower than we expect it to. Sometimes we want things to go faster. We want to be radically changed faster. And I'm not saying what this, what I'm not saying is that you have to like take a long time to defeat sin. That's not what I'm saying. The power of God can deliver you. Man, I've talked to people, yeah, smoked cigarettes and God delivered me overnight. Uh, Man, I, I was dealing with this issue with pornography and God delivered me overnight. The power of God can, can do things instantly. But the growth in grace 
We need to be patient. Sometimes we can look at men of God and be like, man, why am I not on the same level as evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth, as a Bishop Oyedepo? Man, you, <laughs> you haven't put the time in for that. You know, it's the same thing. I was in sales for 12 years and people would be like, yeah, I'm going to do this amount of sales my first year. And it was what I did last year, right? In my ninth year, my 10th year. And I'm like, man, go for it. I hope you do. But just to give you a heads up, the likelihood, I've, I've put in uh, thousands of hours doing this, thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of hours doing this job. And there's a time to grow and get better. And God has set up the same thing that as he sends us revelation in his word, hear me on this, as he sends us revelation in his word, and we begin to act on that, that that's how we grow. And so God, for many of you, is putting things, hey, forgiveness of a family member, learning how to deal, have patience around certain people, learning how to send away certain friends. And some of people stay in the exact same place and they don't grow in God because they're not listening to that voice on the inside that's saying, make this change. We want it to be flashy. We want it to, you know, look a certain way. We want to be seen as spiritual people, but there's a growth. And the best thing you can do is hide the word in your heart and then allow patience to have her work. And then really one of the things that I, I, I feel to be the most important when it comes to this is, is to not be hurried, but also to stay hungry. You know, as a child of God, and even for me as a minister now, you know, I've, I've, I've identified the fact that my heart being humble and being hungry for the things of God is the most important thing. You know, no matter how, where I go in ministry, no matter what happens, uh, I'm, it's my responsibility to stay hungry. For many people, they don't put their relationship with God first. You know, even things like me saying, have disciplines, read the word. You know, your word, your relationship to the word represents your relationship to Jesus himself because he is the word. But for many people, it's like, oh, I did this check mark. Oh, I did this check mark. And then they stop and they haven't even told Jesus that they love him in like three days. Like, be willing to slow down, to not be in a hurry, to say, Lord, I want what you have for me. I'm submitting myself to the process. I love you. I need you. Thank you for everything that you've done. I'm here to serve you. And watch what God does. You know, the life is the best when your eyes are just set on loving Jesus. When you're set on loving him, it's easy to tell people about him. When you're set on loving him, it's easy to worship. It's easy to receive. Turn your eyes. Your relationship with the Lord, your personal relationship is the most important thing in your life. You know, it becomes the point where unforgiveness, you're not willing to let it sit there because it hinders your relationship with the Lord. So don't be in a, so much of a hurry to be a full-grown Christian or to, to see these things in your life. Allow yourself to rest. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. And as you are faithful in what God has called you to do and listening to Him when He leads you in a certain direction, I promise you the growth will come. And I promise you it will be worth it. <laughs>